Welcome to episode 9 of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And this is Greg. And this is the podcast where we're going to be talking, thinking, making, and drinking some cocktails. Yay! Exactly. Shannon, what do we got today? I wanted to do an episode on rum this time. Oh, yeah. That's a spirit we really haven't covered. Let's, I mean, we've done lots of other stuff. Let's see what I know about rum. Okay, uh, go for I it. Know we have some, I know we have oh, white rum. We have uh, brown rum. I know that it comes from sugar. I know that pirates like it. Yeah. What? Arr, arr. <laughs> I know that you can have it in the Cuba Libre. I know you can have that in that. Uh, what did you find anything exciting? What, what do you got for good? Am I close? Oh my God! I have so many facts on rum today. <laughs> you don't even know. Well, let's get right into it. Let's see what we got. Okay. So, I thought first maybe I could tell you a little bit about how it's made. If you're interested. I I am all ears. I am interested. Okay. You are right. It is a sugar-based alcohol. Um, it is made from sugar cane that's harvested. And when they harvest the sugar cane, it's either used to make molasses or sugar cane so juice. It's, so it's wasted on molasses or it's made into rum? I mean, molasses cookies are delicious. So, okay. I okay. Mean, I'm going to back. That I'm going to back. I will walk that back. That is true. My favorite. Molasses cookies <laughs> are good. I'll walk that back. I feel like this is an alcohol that is a little bit like molasses cookies. So I am totally fine with both of those Fantastic. things together. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you might guess this, but let me just rehash this a little bit. The quality of rum is related to the quality of the sugar cane. That makes empirical sense. Yes. Yes. And the quality of the sugar cane depends on where it's grown. Okay. That. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I want to hear some more about this. Okay. So in the Caribbean, a lot of the quality molasses comes from Brazil. Interesting. Which I didn't know. For some reason, I just thought that it was grown in the Caribbean. I wouldn't but. think they would uh, bother with bringing it from anywhere else. And just a side note, um, in Brazil, they also use the, use the sugar cane juice to make another drink. Do you know what that alcohol is? <sighs> I mean, I probably do. Am I going to kick myself for not knowing? You might, because we really like this when we go to that Puerto Rican restaurant, that Chicasa. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, that stuff is good. I like that a lot, too. So how they make this is they um, have the either sugarcane juice or the molasses, either or. Okay. And then they add yeast and water to start the fermentation. So classic fermentation stuff there. Yeah. Then the yeast, um, the quality of the yeast will determine the final taste and the aroma of the actual rum. Oh, okay. So it's not just the sugar. It's also the type of yeast that they're using. And, of course, just like with any place that uses yeast, you know, there might be people who have special yeast that they've used year over year, and they're like kind of proprietary blend of eleven yeasts and spices <laughs> to make their rum. Probably, I imagine. Um, it is always um, generally distilled and aged for at least one year. Okay. Okay. And this, I really love this. So, have you ever heard of this term, the angels share? I have. I have heard of that. They, they usually talk about it in whiskey commercials. Okay. Well, rum tends to have a much, um, with the aging of rum in the warmer temperatures, it mm -hmm. has a lot more evaporation. As, as you kind of assume. And so with the higher evaporation, they have a higher angel share, which is um, the amount that has evaporated off of the sure. alcohol. Sure, sure. And... Um, Technically, it is uh, like a token to the amount that's been given to the angels above okay. you. So it's about three or four times higher than 
um, whiskey or scotch from like, let's say from uh, France or from Scotland or something like that. So, so. the then rum is a much more uh, holy beverage. I guess so. Okay, uh, very good. You know, it's been blessed. Um, I thought that was the, interesting. Share, pouring out a share for the angels. Yeah, it just evaporates out of it. So, but <laughs> okay. because it's a warm climate, you know. I mean, it just makes sense, yeah. So, you know, we've talked about other um, kinds of alcohols where they've had standards for sure, the alcohol. Sure, sure. You know, we went into one, I think it was about scotch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Kind of where it's from, how long it's in, blah, 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 and what yeah. it kind of has to have to be certain things. Yeah, there's a lot of different regulations on different types of alcohol. Sure. But there is no single standard for rum. Really? Nope. Uh, it just depends on where it is and where it comes from. Okay, and depends on what you like, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. So... um Different kinds of rums, the English-speaking islands and and countries known f- they're known for darker rums with a fuller taste. Okay. Jamaica has a version called Rude Rum, which is listed as one of the ten strongest drinks in the world. Oh my god! <laughs> Just in case you go, might be fun you to can try get it. some Rude Rum. I wouldn't have multiple drinks out of that. Multi Rude Rums. I don't, you know, I this just made me think about this. I, I don't know what the other nine this nine strongest drinks are, so I think we might need to. We might have to. I do need to do a little research on that one. I think you, this so. may be an upcoming episode. We will not be trying all nine or not ten. At, in, not in one episode. <laughs> but I'm kind of curious what those are now that they said that. That is interesting. And then French-speaking islands are known for rums that have more sugar juice in them. Um, they call them agricultural rums, which you might have heard this term before when we've gone through our cocktail books. It's called rum agricole. I have I haven't heard that. I don't oh. know if I've even read that, but now I'm going to watch out for it. I can tell you that I'm going to yeah, watch out so for it's, now. Yeah, so it's agricultural rums. Oh, that's cool. So we have. Um, so you already mentioned your what color rums are you familiar with? Uh, definitely like a white Bacardi rum, and then you know any uh, you know you got your Captain Morgan's brown spiced rum. You have uh, some other brown rums of any sort of origin right okay so you're you're right on track so a light rum um is available and the light rums are milder and they're more popular in cocktails sure we're gonna make a drink today that has white rum in it fantastic then you have dark rums which um generally are caramelized sugar or molasses okay they're aged longer in charcoal barrels and they have a stronger flavor Ah, okay that makes sense then you have flavored rums, which are a lot of times are infused, like you've seen coconut rum or, you know. Oh, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, sure. Um, gold rums are aged in wood, and they have a medium flavor. Oh, golden rum. And then there's these overproof rums, like Bacardi 151. Sure, yeah, yeah, That yeah. are a lot higher ABV. Yeah. Um, used a lot in mixed drinks. Sure. Because God forbid. Um, and, of course, part of the flavored rums, you might guess, uh, spiced rums. So that's going to be like your uh, Kraken, your uh, like we mentioned, Captain Morgan, mm-hmm. and we're going to make a bunch of other. There's a bunch of oh, other ones on there. All of these, there is a ton of different kinds of rums, and I am not even going to guess or even make myself even seem like an aficionado on rum because out of all of the spirits that we try, it is not um, one that I know much about. So this has been a really fun episode to research kind of touch on kind of get into rums yeah you know after hearing all this i'm really excited what do we got up first what are we going to do first here so our first drink today is going to be the hemingway daiquiri Ooh, that sounds cool 
I didn't, I decided not to do just a regular daiquiri because we just did a version on sours and essentially in the sours recipe, you could replace rum with any of those other, uh, alcohols and it would be a daiquiri. So, um, instead I decided to make one a little bit more complicated for our first cocktail. I'm ready. What do we need to get out for this Hemingway daiquiri besides a six-toed cat? Okay. Yeah. Love the six-toed cats. Remember we went to Florida and we went to his I do, down in Key West. And that's, they... There's six-toed cats everywhere there. And they have it as part of the estate. And they Mm -hmm. just let them, like, have baby six-toed cats everywhere. And I remember we were there and, like, there's these display cases that you can't touch, but there would be a six-toed cat laying on top of it. It's like, the cat's on there. I love them. I loved them so much. That was in Key West. They were really cute. By the way, if you want to see a plethora of six-toed cats, Key West, Florida. Head down to Key West. Okay, so what we're going to need, let's pull out some equipment first. I am ready. What do we need? Um, For both the drinks today, we're going to use a mixing glass. I've got it out. We're going to use your measuring device. Mm -hmm. I predicted that. It's already sitting here. You're going to use a mixing spoon. Okay. And your Hawthorne strainer. Got it. Here we go. Okay, so we are going to be juicing quite a few things um as you might guess um i I figured as much so i've got the uh juicer here in front of me i don't know i've only had a rum drink every once in a while that hasn't used some sort of citrus juice so um you will not be surprised to know that both of these have some sort of citrus but they're going to be they're going to be varied so I like to use just a little hand juicer and we're going to do some fresh juice. I always recommend fresh juicing. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to go through the time or the, excuse me, if you're going to go through the bother of having this stuff, just use fresh juice. It's easier. It's easy and it's cheap. You can just buy citrus. It costs nothing. Absolutely. um, We're going to go ahead and cut a lime in half and juice a lime. Okay. I'll get working on that. What else do we need to? I'm just, and uh, we're also going to do a grapefruit juice. Okay, I'll knock all those out while you continue. Okay. Um, so generally, it depends on what size of lime that you have. Um, to do two cocktails, you might want to do, if it's a bigger lime, one lime should be fine. But if it's a smaller lime, you might want to use two of them. We also, a grapefruit is very juicy. So one grapefruit should be totally fine to be able to make this for a friend and yourself. So are you ready to... Uh, Pull out okay, some I've alcohol? got I've got all the juices juiced. And that was quick. Good ready, job. Ready to Fine go. Fine work. But you know it's not tough to do. Quick juicing. Uh, um, what else do we need out of the liquor cabinet? We are going to use white rum. So we have Bacardi. Okay, that's down. Here it is. And um, for this one, we're going to also pull out the the excuse me the Luxardo Maraschino liqueur. Got it out. And then of course your lime juice and your grapefruit juice. Okay, we're ready. Okay, let's do it. So let's put ice in the mixing glass. All right, here we go. A little ice in there. Perfect. Now we're going to do two ounces of your Bacardi. Okay. Or any white rum, honestly, will be fine. It's in there. Okay. Three quarters of an ounce of lime juice. Okay, lime. Lime is in. Okay. A half an ounce of your grapefruit juice. Okay. It is in there now. Excellent. And then a half an ounce of Luxardo. Okay, get the Luxardo. Here we go. Half in. All right, let's stir that one. A little stir action here. Again, generally you want to stir for 30 seconds. We're not going to subject you to that, so we're going to... Stir till it's cold. Stir until it's cold, <laughs> usually 30 seconds. 
Now, I like to serve this in a coupe or a cocktail glass. Um, I actually had some in the freezer. So I've I'm got them out here. Pull here one we go. out. Yes, just because, oh, it's so nice to have them so cold. Yep, you're straining it in there. Oh, that looks good. And then I'm just going to cut a little bit of a lime garnish for that, too. Very nice. And kind of as you alluded to, so when I prepared those uh, fruit juices, there's going to be pulp in there if you're doing it right. Um, I'll come back with my conical fine uh, strainer and just strain that out. And then at, when, once you've made your cocktail, you can use your Hawthorne strainer on top of your mixing vessel. Especially, I'm no joke, like especially for grapefruit juice because it's so pulpy. Um, you will not want your pulp to be in that. Right. So. I mean, there's going to be some stuff that gets through, but if you're using that kind of fine conical strainer that you should have in your tool chest by now, it's going to it's gonna get out a lot of stuff. And, and you could even take a small spoon, kind of the back of a spoon, and kind of like squish the rest of the juice out of that kind of when it kind of drains through. But anyway, we've got it prepared. There's a drink sitting right well, in front of us. Let's try this thing. Well, that's a lovely kind of a limey-looking color. Um, I like it. It's kind of a little hazy. It's clear. It smells really nice. It smells, you can kind of smell the grapefruit and the Luxardo right, through it. Right. I was just going to say that, that uh, the, the lime definitely, the lime uh, comes through and that familiar smell of Luxardo. All right. Well, Let's cheers. Let's see what you think about cheers. this Let's one. Cheers. Let's give this a try. Uh, cheers, Ernest. Thank you for the books. Man, oh, that's well balanced. It's so, it is really a well balanced cocktail. Because um, it has the sweet coming from the uh, Luxardo, which you can really recognize that flavor. But then it's really tempered with that kind of really, you know, bitey lime in there. And th those two go together so well. And I think the little bit of the grapefruit um, adds a little bit of sweetness where you wouldn't expect it. Um, yeah. But yeah. compared to the lime juice, it's great. Right. It kind of tempers out the lime juice and the sweet comes in with the, uh, with the Luxardo. This is, this is like, a, again, you know, I mean, obviously you know why they're having this down in Key West because this is a hot day drink. This is Actually, delicious. It was his favorite in Havana, Cuba. I'm not surprised because yeah. it is delicious. Um, at the Floridita bar. The Floridita in Floridita. Havana. Uh, yeah, so oh, this is a fantastic drink. I really like this. Yeah, I'm excited because um, it's just a little bit of a step above the classic daiquiri. Exactly. One more time on the name of this. This is the this is the Hemingway daiquiri. The Hemer Hemingway daiquiri. Now, mm -hmm. I think to the most, maybe to the rest of the listeners as well as myself, when you think daiquiri, you're thinking terrible blended thing out of a machine. Guys, this is not this. No. This is not what we've made here. This is a real cocktail. This is straight up boost forward deliciousness here. This is fantastic. Yeah, it's not watered down, but the grapefruit and the lime juice really pull through. I it, it is really good. And I think a good word for this, like I like I said there at the beginning, is balanced. I think it balances out really well with a lot of those strong flavors, but it's it's well balanced. I remember your reaction just as a as a side note when mm -hmm. I said that we were gonna be making a daiquiri today and you're like, Really? Um, because I think we've only had the experience of going to like the thing with the blended ice and it's just you know just terrible yeah, yeah. um this is not that no. this is i will be making more of these yeah I'm, you guys don't be afraid to try this this is really good yeah i uh also when i was looking into hemingway i'm not even going a big side note about this because we might do something in the future but he had horrible luck with injuries this man that's what i'd heard yeah i've heard two that, plane yeah. crashes and one trip to africa i'd heard that he had two plane crashes yeah. multiple car accidents oh my gosh it was I probably mean, all these daiquiris oh my god <laughs> i hope not but no i mean he wasn't flying the planes he just had terrible terrible luck 
Um, fascinating character, though. If you ever are interested, look into that man because just his life story will just blow you away. So yeah, he's kind of bigger than life kind of guy. They just don't make him like that anymore. Um, so anyway, Fantastic. so as we enjoyed that, that is enjoyable. Yeah, it's it's always fun to hear interesting and new facts about uh, people and places and et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Okay. So speaking of people and places, I have some fun rum facts for you today. Yes, please. So, oh, where do I even start? I'm so excited about all of these things. Um, did you know that there was historic mentions of rum from Iran, China, and ancient India? It so was, like a, a sugar-based alcohol. Yeah, it wasn't exactly the same as this, but they called okay. it rum. Oh, okay. Um, it was mentioned first in Sanskrit texts from the 7th century AD. Really? I think that's so cool. Yeah. Um, the Cyprus, in Cyprus, it was known for sugar production in the Middle Ages, um, and that's where the name rum came from also. We also had um, the f- first distilled rum i don't think this will be a surprise i think a lot of people know this already the first distilled rum in the caribbean took place on sugarcane plantations in the 17th century i wouldn't doubt it plantation slaves discovered that molasses could be fermented into alcohol and later distilling processes were improved and hence now we have this in our glass fantastic that sounds uh, and we can have them to thank for it absolutely absolutely so um Tradition suggests that Barbados was the originating country of modern rum. But really? in 1620, it was recorded being produced in Brazil. Oh, so my gosh. Depends on where you are with that. So many, oh, so many fun facts. What country? Oh, I love, I always love this one country. I am ready. What do you what got? What country question? What country do you think is the world's largest market for rum? Well, uh, I might might lean towards Brazil. No. I'll give you another guess. Um, well, you threw me off with the gin. Um, maybe I'll go for with another. Let's see. Let's go with uh, Let's go with Australia. Well, that is an interesting answer, but it is completely incorrect. <laughs> the world's largest market for rum is India. Really? Yeah. Then the U.S., then the Philippines. Oh, the, the Philippines. Philippines. They're like, they love they're, to drink. They're getting loaded over there in the Philippines. The Dominican Republic and then France. Really? Okay. Strange, right? I, didn't, I would strange. never have guessed that in a million years. So that's why I had to ask you because if you'd guessed, I would have probably just crapped myself. It would have been a pure guess, though. <laughs> so it would, it would have been based on absolutely on no fact. It would only have been based on me just guessing. You're going to love this fact. Or I'm, I've been waiting for this one. What's up? Oh, you are. Because I got? told you you're going to love this. The liquid identified as rum was found in a tin on the warship Vasa, sunk Ooh. in 1628. Well, Do you want to talk about why I think you're going to love that? Because uh, last year we went to Sweden, which is my home country, where my family is from, and we saw the Vasa ship, which is unbelievably amazing. It, it was almost 100% preserved in the cold water because it like sailed like 20 feet and then sank. 1628. In 1628. And the ship, if you go to uh, the Vasa Museum now, you'll be able to see basically the whole ship. And it's 
Unbelievable. My favorite museum. I think at this point, right now, I haven't been to every museum. The Vasa Museum is amazing. Right now, my favorite museum. Absolutely amazing. And they found rum on the they Vasa. They found rum on the Vasa. Well, they found everything else, so too. I mean, they had ropes. They had people's clothing because they were out heading out for a voyage, and then it just sank, and everybody just you know kind of bailed. Love that so yeah, much. That's great. Okay. Here was one of my other favorite facts. I'm ready How are we for, doing on time? I'm ready for the second favorite fact. Okay. Um, I have other ones, but we're going to make the next drink uh, after this one. So, okay, I'm really excited about this. So, Vice Admiral Horatio Nelson, after his death at the Battle of Trafalgar, his body was... Where he crossed the T. That's right. His body was preserved in a cask of rum to transport him back to his loved ones and close family members in England. When they got there, you're smiling already. I can't wait. (laughs) When they got there, the cask had the body in it, but no rum. Uh Uh-oh. Sailors had drilled a hole in the bottom and drank all the rum out of the barrel. That's awesome. Hence the term, it's a pretty common term for rum, Nelson's blood. Gross. (laughs) So disgusting, but I love this so much. (laughs) (laughs) And it was also used to describe as... um, there's a term that's called tapping the admiral. That's <laughs> gross. <laughs> I want to tap that admiral. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna totally tap that admiral. Um, no. <laughs> it's used to describe to suck liquor from a cask with a straw. Good God! Not what you're talking about. No. Tapping the admiral. Tapping the admiral. Okay. Or maybe that's what we're gonna do after you had too much rum. I don't, I don't know. know. Those guys. <laughs> Those guys wanted, really wanted to get drunk, drinking rum with a dead body in it. That's awesome. Okay. We saw his crypt, by the way. Oh, Vice Admiral Horatio Nelson? We saw Nelson's crypt. Yeah, he's, he's right underneath that his own big giant monument there in London, which is ridiculous. But there he is. There he is. Uh, yeah. Well, he wasn't very well preserved, I have a feeling, by the time <laughs> we got there. It was probably disgusting. <laughs> On that note, what are we making for our second cocktail? Oh, yeah. All right, second cocktail. What do we got? I'm so excited about all these rum facts. I can't wait to do more rum episodes because I have uh, gobs. Um, so the second, okay, you guys, all right, boys and girls, um, let's pull out your mixing all the same, uh, all the same equipment. So you're going to pull out your mixing glass, your measuring cup, your spoon, your Hawthorne strainer. Got it all. We are ready. All right, and we're going to throw some ice into the mixing glass. Done. Okay, speaking of juicing, you're also going to want to have a lemon on hand for this one. And I have pre-juiced this lemon. So we're going to do some fresh lemon juice for this. And what we're going to be making is called the cable car. Oh, is it going to be like a sidecar? Uh, a little similar. Okay, so very good. So you'll have your orange liqueur. Like okay, a like a sidecar. Does. Okay. Um, but if you know this, sidecars normally have uh, brandy. This is going to, or cognac, however you want to do it. Uh, this is going to have a spiced rum in it. So this is going to be a pretty fun drink. So um, keep your, by the way, keep your lemon that you've just juiced. Keep the outside because we're going to want to put a rim on it. So I like to run the kind of disused lemon pieces around the rim of your glass. So Okay, we've got all that available. Okay, so Cable Car is going to be doing one and a half ounces of spiced rum and what rum are we using here today? we use the kraken black spiced rum here we go ours. it is in and this is fun because we have totally two different kinds of rums for these drinks 
Then we're going to do three quarters of an ounce of Contro. Contro is in. You can use any other or orange liqueur, but we did a little taste testing and think that the Contro is better. It has kind of more of that kind of like orange oil forward taste to it. Mm-hmm. We're going to do one half of an ounce of simple syrup. Okay, it is in there. And one ounce of your fresh squeezed lemon juice. All right, it is also in there. So go ahead and give that a stir. Okay, here we go. We're gonna stir that up here. And while you're while you're stirring that, I'm gonna take our cocktail glass or our coupe, and I'm gonna rub the lemon rind on the outside of it just kind of to get a little bit moist. Getting some adhesion. Yeah, and um, we're gonna rim this with cinnamon sugar. So if you just take a little cinnamon and a little sugar on a plate, I've and got some mix it up right together. here on a oh, plate perfect. ready to go. Excellent. So you're just going to turn your glass over and roll it around onto the rim of your glass that's a little previously wet and you should end up with a really beautiful little rim of cinnamon sugar on there. And that looks great. The ones you did there looks really nice. So then you're going to carefully strain into your glass um, your cocktail around your rim there. Here we go. We've got our glasses that have been rimmed and we're going to pour in there through our Hawthorne strainer. Oh, that looks so nice. So this is actually, this is brown. This is, uh, this is more, you know, it's got a more of a color of that uh, spiced rum, kind of the dark rum color to it. So a spiced rum, um, in addition to just spices, sometimes also has a little bit of caramel added to mm-hmm. it. It's darker, so you're going to see a very different color difference uh, between these two drinks that we just made. And the spices they generally will use um, will be anise, cinnamon, Sometimes rosemary, pepper, cloves, cardamom, etc. So interesting. um, It does have a much different flavor. Back to the eleven herbs and spices proprietary blend, I imagine for each different rum. And I know our kraken rum is almost black looking when you look at the rum. Oh, it's delicious too. I highly recommend it. And this essentially is we're making a sort of a sour. um, Like like you said, it's kind of like a sidecar, but it is. Rum based and going with uh, lime as opposed to lemon juice. Exactly. I can't wait to try this. It looks gorgeous. It's so. It's I can see that that rim is just right. The cinnamon sugar rim and it's kind of this. I mean, it's kind of a medium brown liquid. It looks great. I can't wait to try this. It's all very um, color coordinated. It's got like a brown liquor inside it of is. it and a brown rim, and it's a it's it a, a really nice drink. So cheers. Cheers. Let's see what you think of that. I. Uh, when you smell it, you can really smell kind of a clovey, cinnamony smell. Mm. Yeah, there's um, a lot going on there. A little bit of, you can really smell a little bit of the orange in there too. Mm. Yeah, the orange flavor comes through really, really good and like pairs really well with that sugar and cinnamon. That's a good drink. It's, yeah. It's re- it's almost on the savory end of sweet. It's balanced. It's not overly sweet, and I don't think it's overly savory. But it's definitely it's definitely a balanced drink. Both these are really well balanced. Yeah, I I'm sure at some point we'll probably do a tiki episode. These are not tiki drinks, which I think is yeah, what rum yeah, is normally gotta... associated with. Um, these are very they're a serious cocktail. They're they're not to be taken lightly. I mean, that's kind of what we're going after too with this uh, with 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 this podcast is trying to make things that are you know trying to get the stuff that you really want to that you really want to drink here, not the not the stuff that you know you're getting overly for. sweet and overly that, sweet yeah. and but I mean sweet is okay but definitely balance is like the key and I think both of these drinks come with a really good balance 
I've had a really fun time exploring rums. Um, they've been, they've been. This has been really good. I love it all the rum facts. I can't wait to like get into the deeper bit, but that's probably for another episode. There's so many. There, there's plenty to share. So that's right. Now, if Shan, if I know, I saw you taking pictures of these two drinks, and they're gonna love to see that one with the rim. Mm-hmm. Again, once again, let's give that us. Uh, let's give that uh, where can folks go to find pictures of these and the recipes again. You can find us on Instagram at Amateur Bartending for the number four immature and on there we have the recipes relisted for you the pictures and uh past library also absolutely and to get more of these podcasts if you're not already following us we are on uh itunes and pretty much all of your other sources for finding uh podcasts just go in and search amateur bartending for immature people and most likely you're going to find us and we'd love if you would uh quick follow or whatever it's offering you to do, follow, subscribe, like, subscribe, etc., etc. Please give us some ratings. We love that, too. Absolutely. We love to hear from people, too. We've gotten a couple of comments that uh, people are liking what we're doing, so we're going to keep doing it. Shan, as always, this has been a fantastic episode. I love both of these drinks. I could see us revisiting these again. Absolutely. Next time, pirates. Absolutely. <laughs> so with that, Shannon, I will say uh, happy cocktailing and uh, arg. <laughs>